in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My God, my God, why you have forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? So far from the words of my groaning. Oh my God, I cry out by day, but you don't answer, and by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the praise of Israel. Our fathers, and you delivered them. They cried to you and were saved. And now we go to the confession and absolution of the day. We cry out to the Lord the God Almighty for forgiveness. Lord, we have forgotten to fear, love, and trust in you above all things. We have forgotten to reflect our faith in you in our thoughts, words, and deeds. We have forgotten that without your aid, we are helpless to change and hopeless in our sin. Forgive us, Lord, and renew in us clean hearts so that we find the delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. God, our heavenly Father, has not forgotten you. He sent his Son, Jesus Christ, to take the punishment due each of us. His Holy Spirit has worked faith in our hearts so that we trust in Jesus as our Savior from sin, death, and the eternal punishment. Our sins are forgiven for the sake of his innocent suffering and death and the glorious resurrection. Therefore, as a called and ordained servant of Christ, I announce the forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise to you, Lamb of God and our salvation. We pray. Almighty God, gracious Lord, we thank you for keeping us to this day, the Holy Wednesday, to remember what Jesus did in this day and to be more attached to him, to know how we are so precious for him. He shed his blood to save every one of us. So, Lord, we come and put our trust in you and we remember your suffering death upon the cross through the same jesus christ your son our lord who lives and reigns with you and the holy spirit one god now and forever and now you may sing hymn 450 after singing the hymn we have the first reading of today which is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 21, verse 37 and 38, followed by Matthew 12, 38 and 240. Each day, Jesus was teaching at the temple, and each evening he went out to spend the night on the hill called the Mount of Olives. And all the people came early in the morning to hear him at the temple. Then some of the Pharisees and teachers of the law said to him, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. He answered, A wicked and adulterous generation ask for a sign, but none will be given it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. 
For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And we continue the reading with uh, the prophecy from the book of Isaiah. See, my servant will act wisely. He will be raised and lifted up and highly exalted. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he didn't open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. Yet, who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people he was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked, and with the rich in his death. Though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth, Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. And the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death, and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Amen. And Today we celebrate the Holy Wednesday and it is one of the landmarks in the last few days of the life of Jesus Christ on the earth. First of all, the Holy Wednesday, we can call it also Spy Wednesday where Judas was trying to spy on Jesus and also to hand him to the Sanhedrin people. Or we can call it Good Wednesday or Great Wednesday. So we call it Holy, Great, Spy and Good Wednesday. On this day mainly the Christians remember that Jesus Christ was betrayed by Judas Iscariot, who was among the twelve disciples, but he was spying and was uh, planning with the people of Sanhedrin to deliver Jesus to them. As we know, uh, the Holy Week after the Palm Sunday and after the triumphant entry of Jesus Christ into Jerusalem as the King of Salvation, the people of the Sanhedrin, which is the highest authority for the religious Jewish community, 
And this had to act with the Romans at this time, and the Romans can take the religious decisions from the Sanhedrin. So it was the highest authority. Remember what Jesus did on Palm Sunday, and uh, as I said before, about 2,500,000 people, they were there and they gathered, and at least uh, they listened, they heard about Jesus Christ, or they shouted with the others, Hosanna, this is the king of the Jew, Hosanna in the highest. The second day, which is Monday, as you know, Jesus went to the outer court of the temple and he kicked out all the sellers and uh, turned over their tables and their money and so on to clean the temple. So from this time, the people of the temple who were in a charge, those are the priests and the high priests, with the Pharisees and the scribes planned to arrest and kill Jesus Christ. Why? Because he intervened with what they made of money and deception to the people of Israel. So, after the day of Monday, gathered and plotted to kill Jesus before the feast of Passover. So their plan is to kill him before the Passover. So, on this Wednesday, this holy day before his death, Jesus was in Bethany. Again, as you remember, his name is Simon, who was leper. He was infected by leprosy, and the Lord did, did heal him. So this man had a big uh, celebration of Jesus Christ in his house and he invited many of the Pharisees and the scribes also and Jesus went to his house to share with those people. So number one in the Wednesday we had the visit of Jesus Christ to the house of Simon the leper and there is a big event happened this time in this place this day. And this was about a sinful woman who was in the city. And the sinful woman purchased a very high-priced perfume or oil and went to anoint Jesus Christ. And as you know the story, she entered the house and she didn't care about who was there. And she came to Jesus and poured the oil on his head. And then the oil came down to his feet. And she started to weep his feet by the oil and the hair tears. She came in silence. She was a very courageous woman. Why? Because she felt that she was sinful. And this is the power of repentance. When the sinners feel that they are sinful, they have 
strength from the Lord to come and to confess their sins and asking for forgiveness, whatever the circumstances are. So this woman didn't care about the people gathered there, didn't care about the house of Simon the leper because uh, no one invited her, but she pushed herself to come and meet Jesus. And actually, I praise uh, this woman. I honor her so much because she is an excellent example of the true repentant sinner. She came and uh, started to cry. And uh, as you know, the rest of the story that Simon said in himself and the others, many of them were Pharisees, that if this really a prophet of this was man of God, he will know uh, that this woman is a sinner and uh, she should not touch him and so on. And then Jesus asked Simon, I have a question for you, Simon. And then he said, what is the question? I have uh, a man or a person who has debt or he borrowed some people money and they didn't return it back to him. They didn't refund the money. One of them for 50 dinar and the other one for 500. And at the end, when both of them, they couldn't pay back, he forgave both of them. And the question to you, Simon, is, what do you think he will love him more? And logically, Simon answered, I believe the one he forgave him more. And then Jesus looked at the sinful woman and looked at Simon and told him, this woman loved too much. For this reason, she will be forgiven much. And as Jesus here gave the lesson, don't judge anyone. Don't judge from the external appearance. Don't say this person is good, this person is bad. You don't know. And as you don't know, don't accuse. Don't judge because you are a sinner like anyone else. But maybe we look at people and say, oh, those people are less than us. We are spiritual people, we love the Lord, we care about the Lord, we worship every day or every Sunday, we pay our tithes, and we are involved in many ministries in the church, in many activities, but actually you may not be the person that the Lord is looking for. This sinful woman gave a perfect lesson to everyone who is there and also to everyone who is listening to her story. Unfortunately, sometimes we consider ourselves the best. 
but we don't come to the Lord with a humble forgiving or repentant heart so we cannot be forgiven this way the Lord may be with your neighbor in front of you your neighbor on the back your neighbor on the right side your neighbor on the left side but unfortunately he is not with you this is very sad Simon the leper, by the way he was one of the Pharisees and maybe he was one of the members of the Sanhedrin at this time so he was a great man great religious great known person but the question is did he have God in himself like this sinful woman this is the question so the first lesson we learn today on the holy the meeting of Jesus Christ with this sinful woman in the house of Simon the leper was also one of the Pharisees and at this meeting the twelve disciples were with Jesus Christ and as you know one of them was Judas the Iscariot and Judas the Iscariot was the treasurer of the group so every money comes uh, came Jesus asked him to take it and he spent the money and so on anyway he was so mad why because he figured out that this sinful woman came and bore down all this perfume very expensive one and he said why we cannot take this money and give it to the poor and some theologians said maybe he was greedy and he likes money so much so maybe he was planning to steal this money for himself so Jesus said this woman did this for my burial because as you know for the burial for any Jew they used to go to the tomb on the third day and the women used to anoint the body on the third day uh, because they believed that the spirit of the dead could move around the body for three days so after three days the spirit will leave the body and at this time it's confirmed that he is or she is dead so after the third day or on the third day the women usually go and anoint the body and this is why they waited for three days remember that Jesus Christ when the women went to the tomb to anoint his body he was resurrected and this means he didn't receive this perfumes or this anointment from the women so what Jesus said about this sinful woman who came and did uh, anoint his hair and his uh, feet by this perfume is correct he said leave her leave her because she did this for my burial and this was actually 100% correct because the body of Jesus was not anointed like any Jew after three days from death 
So we see here Judas looking for the money, and this is number one, from the meeting of Jesus with the scribes and the Pharisees in the house of Simon the Leper. And the main meeting here was Jesus with the sinful woman. Also, Jesus, as I said, every day he used to go to the temple. So he went on Monday, went on Tuesday, and today also. And we can read this in Luke 21, 37, 38, when he said every day he was teaching in the temple, but at night he went out and lodged on the mount called Olive. And early in the morning all the people came to him in the temple to hear him. And as you know, the Passover was very close. And you know also the Passover is the feast of the unleavened bread. And the chief priests and the elders and the scribes plot to kill Jesus. We find this in Matthew 26 from 3 to 5. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people gathered in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas, and plotted together in order to arrest Jesus and kill him. But they said, not during the feast, lest there be an uproar among the people. So Jesus went to the temple every day. Now we know. We, we, he went on Sunday, Bam Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, and also Wednesday. And in Mark 14, 1 and 2, he said it was now two days before the Passover. So he's talking here about Wednesday. And the feast of the Passover, which is the unleavened bread. And the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how to arrest him and kill him. But they said not during the feast because the people loved him. And we can read this also in Luke 22 from verse 1 and 2. And we can read after that Jesus was planning to have the Last Supper or the Passover with his disciples and then, at this day, at night, Judas the Iscariot went out to the chief priests and said that he will deliver Jesus Christ to them. And they asked him, what is the sign? What you will give me if I deliver him over to you? And they paid him 30 pieces of silver. And from that moment, he was waiting for an opportunity to betray him and hand him to them. And the theory pieces of silver has a big significance. Number one, it was a price of a slave. So if you like to buy or sell a slave, the price is almost 30 pieces of silver. Number two, it is the price also of a field that can be used like graves for people who don't have. 
any graves or tombs and they call it the field of Dama. And the word Dama in Hebrew and in Arabic means blood. So this is how the 30 pieces of the silver. So he sold his master as a slave. See, remember this, the disciple sold his master as a slave. And this money can purchase a place or a field be used for grave for the poor people and they can bury them there. And also we read about this account which we call the Spy Wednesday. So remember, in the morning Jesus went to the temple, he used to teach there, and then after that he went to the house of Simon the leper, where he met with many of the Pharisees and the scribes, and also met the sinful woman. And this meeting with the sinful woman was so essential because he showed that he is God. He is the one who can forgive. And he accepted the repentant and the perfume she applied, used for his burial. At night, Judas the Iscariot went to discuss and play the game with the people of Sanhedrin to deliver Jesus to them. We read this in Matthew 26, 14 to 16, and also in Mark 14, 10 and 11, when he said, Then Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, went to the chief priests in order to betray him to them. And when they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. And he was looking for the opportunity to betray him. Again, we read this in Luke 22, from verse 3 to 6, what happened to Judas? The Satan entered him. Then Satan entered into Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve. He went away and confirmed with the chief priest's officers how he might betray him to them. And they were Ooh. glad and agreed to give him money. So he consented and sought an opportunity to betray him to them in the absence of a crowd. So again, the Holy Wednesday is very significant today. Why? Because Jesus went back to teach and preach in the temple. Second, he met Simon Leper and the sinful woman. And third, it is a big spy event in history when Judas Iscariot went and spied on Jesus and planned with the chief priests how to hand Jesus to them and he sold his master with 30 pieces of silver. For this reason we call this Wednesday the Spy Wednesday and also we call it the Holy Wednesday because if Jesus was not delivered or if he was not taken by the chief priests 
his plan of dying on the cross will not continue. But remember that Jesus had a plan with the Father and the Holy Spirit, and this plan is to come as the incarnate God to this earth to die for us on the cross. It's not only Judas who betrayed Christ. Any one of us can be Judas. And this question may you ask yourself. If you are in the place of Judas, could you betray Christ? And the answer may be different, but the real true answer is Yes, you and me, if we are in the place of Judas, we could and definitely sell our master Jesus and hand him to the high priests. Jesus maybe was frustrated because he had the human nature, but he didn't let his frustration stopped him from going to the cross. Judas acted by the will of the devil in him, as many of us do many times. So many preachers, they attack Judas harshly. Yeah, he did mistakes, and he shouldn't do that. But remember that if you put yourself in his place, you will do the same. Why? The answer is very simple. Because he didn't have the Holy Spirit yet. The Holy Spirit is the one who convinces us to be strong in faith. Whatever happened, we should stay steadfast in the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today is the day of the beginning of the crucifixion, the day of the blood that Judas had with the high priests. So it started on Wednesday evening, the process of crucifixion. Remember this, that all of us could be like Judas and what he did. And give thanks to the Lord for what he did for you on the cross. And now you are saved, redeemed, and have the promise of the eternal life. And may the Lord who accepted the sinful woman on that day and honored her and forgive all her sins. And the same Lord who accepted the frustration because of what Judas did for him, he can forgive all of us and lead us act like his children. And also I say, like this sinful, repentant woman. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all understandings, keep your hearts and mind, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now we read the prophecy. The Lord God said to the serpent, 
Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. And as Habakkuk said, though the fig tree should not blossom, nor the fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stools. Yet will rejoice in the Lord, I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord, is my strength. Holy Lord God, holy and almighty God, holy and most merciful Redeemer, God eternal, keep us steadfast in the true faith. Lord, O oh Lord, have mercy. Amen. And you can sing now hymn number 767, Jesus, Remember Me. Go in peace and serve the Lord, and we'll see you tomorrow on Monday, Thursday, which is a great service where Jesus will institute the sacrament of the altar, giving his true body and true blood to his disciples and then to the church. So God bless you all and see you.